We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Jones here with a new episode of the Seeing to Lead podcast, Student Edition. This week, we're talking with Noah Roberts. Noah's a senior in high school that just has so much to say about engagement and empowerment and mutual respect. You know, he talks about the importance of creating and delivering hands-on activities that don't just feel like chores, but as if they're actually important to the student and that learning becomes engaging when it's not about checking off a list for just curriculum, but instead about discovering new material that seems like it's important and useful to students. He talks about making sure to empower students by showing them tangible ways how their voice has made an impact in decisions that are being made around schools. And that's where Noah really stands out. He talks about the importance of student voice, and not just that it's important that students are heard, but there's a mutual respect between staff members and students, and there's visible action taking on what people think so that everybody gets a say. You know, just as we were starting to wind down, Noah talks about clubs and athletics and how those make schools what they are. Because when a student participates in something like that, they interact with people that normally they wouldn't cross paths with. So they broaden their circles and they learn things about building relationships and teamwork and how to accept other people for the skills and the value that they add. And then finally, Noah just really, really made an impact about the idea of standing out for what you believe in, being vulnerable and stepping forward because there are other people who are not just waiting for you to take the lead to do that, but need you to take the lead so that they themselves can feel comfortable enough and valued enough and not alone in their beliefs and values. This, look, this is a great episode. I can't wait for you to hear it. So how about I stop talking and we get to listening? Having a combination of the teachers knowing what to do, but not always having the resources to do it, and the students wanting to do something, but not knowing how to really get their voice across is a perfect combination. So just the collaboration between students and teachers, I feel like is what will make the most change because one can't do it with the other. Hey. 
Dr. Chris Jones here, and welcome to Seeing to Lead Student Edition, a show designed to help teachers and leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their students through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from students in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what students need and teachers and leaders provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Jones for the Scene to Lead podcast um, what I'm now calling Student Edition. This is something new, and this is my very first guest, Noah Roberts. Uh, Noah is a senior in high school, and he is on the show today. He's going to help us learn how to better support, engage, and empower students. So um, welcome, Noah. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I'm very grateful to be here. Uh, this is this is going to be a good conversation. So uh why don't we start by just asking you what you're passionate about in high school and, and what you're passionate about learning? So in high school, there are so many different classes. So I've had such a variety of picking up different passions and finding out what classes I really like. So regarding just academics, I personally see myself as more of a math and science person. Not that I don't like English and history because I always love learning about those as well. But math and science is definitely where I see myself going. And it's just, I feel that those fields lead to so many possibilities in the future that would allow me to make some type of change in the world. And then with that change, uh, I've been very passionate in high school as well about taking up leadership roles and trying to fit as much as I can into one day, it seems. But that's has those have been really my largest passions. That's cool. You Now, you talk about math and science, and you said something that kind of stuck out to me that leads me into what I'm wondering next. You're talking about changing the world or having the opportunity to do that. What are you thinking about doing when you get out of high school? So I say changing the world, but I don't mean it like some crazy, like big scale thing. What I'm really passionate about is through high school, combining science as well as with activism and things like that. So what I'm really interested in is studying different types of sciences and how I can better uh, use those sciences to help solve problems in the world. Like climate change is what I'm most passionate about and which aligns perfectly with science because that's the basis of it. And having this education in science would allow me to create like new renewable resources, which is what I'm learning in high school now, but is what I would really, well, that's the dream for now to continue <laughs> into college. Well, that's good. That's, that's a heck of a dream to have. And, you know, I have you on to talk about how schools can better support, engage and empower students in the, uh, the idea of education and learning. And so you know, you, you talk about science and how science is used, so that activist part of it, or what I'd like to th think of in the classroom as practical application. How can schools support students in in that? Because we can know as much as we want, but if we don't, 
if we don't put that knowledge to use, it, it really kind of becomes useless. So how can we support students in doing that? So when I think of science class, I think it has two major components. One part, which is the hands-on part, and then one part, which is the actual learning of the material, like notes and whatnot. And I think that the biggest part about learning STEM education is finding the balance between the two. And of course, this balance will be different for every person, for every class. But I feel that engaging hands-on activities that don't just feel like chores, but feel like you're actually discovering something, that you're actually learning something. And just having that that eureka moment. Like I remember last year in chemistry class, we were doing work with uh, acids and bases and different properties of elements and things like that. And we had a penny. And at the end of the lab, we put a solution on the penny and then it just turned gold. Like when we didn't put the solution on, we put it on the the burner and it turned gold and it was cool to me but it was cool watching some of my classmates who generally during the year weren't as interested in the class and then they, their eyes just lit up as they saw this penny just turn to gold and of course it's not real gold but <laughs> seeing that change in person was just had that moment that i could like see some kind of spark that seeing this this like discovery that they created really had an impact on them. So I feel that having impactful labs that uh, I don't want to just say fun because not that like learning isn't fun, but really have a meaning, but also just show something that kids don't know. Like everybody thinks science is cool. So having students realize that again, really helps them spark their interest. And then they can take those principles they learn and then when they're applying it directly back to their their notes, their test learning, they're better able to recall because they use the materials with their actual hands. So having this combination between notes and labs, I think, is the most important part of the STEM education that I've had so far. Awesome. Now, you you said something that doesn't feel like a chore. Talk to me a little bit more about that. So in classes, sometimes the labs when you're going through them, it's like you're not even in school. Like you're going through the lab, you're having fun while doing it, you're working with your classmates. But then there are some that it feels that you're just doing it just because the teacher assigned it. And that's the only reason why. Like you're not really getting anything. It's just part of the curriculum. We have to get this done. And if I have that mentality that I'm only working on this to get it done, then I'm not actually benefiting from it. I'm not actually learning the material because I'm just rushing through it. I'm trying to get it through as much work as I can in class so that I don't have to take it for homework or whatnot. But I feel that when things become like a chore, when it's just a task list and you just keep going through it and going through it without actually taking the time to actually learn the topic and understand it, then you're just not going to pick it up. Makes perfect sense. Is there something that makes that difference noticeable? I'm wondering what teachers could do for students to, because you're, you're talking about, right, there's that support piece that they're doing both the, the, the book work, so to speak, or the worksheets, and then they're doing the lab piece, um, which is kind of engaging, but you don't want to just stay on fun or do it to do it. Is there something teachers can do to make that difference for students in their classroom between it's a chore and it's something fun that we can discover and learn with? I think a crucial piece to this is actually just 
reaching out to the students themselves because they know what works for them to be taught and they know what they're benefiting from the most. So even just like having short surveys, maybe at the end of semester and saying, what did you learn from the most or what activities really helped you benefit from this class? I think that's really important. And obviously you have to take that with bias as well, because they're not going to pick the most difficult things to do, even if they <laughs> benefit them. <laughs> but I think that just student feedback and kind of adapting each class to how they learn, because each class is full of 20, 30 unique people that will all learn differently. So whether I know it probably, I don't know how much work goes into planning. Obviously it's a lot, but having kind of a unique set mindset into each class and knowing and understanding how they learn is very important. Now you mentioned something that I love to hear and that's student voice. And it almost, it rolls into the next piece of that. So students learn, students learn something, the teachers have supported them, they've engaged them in both the book learning and the lab because they know that, that they go together and they're, they're mutually beneficial. And the, the teacher gets that student voice, but how do students get empowered? So how does a teacher get student? Because we can, we can talk to students, teachers can ask students, but a lot of times there's that hesitancy to give feedback. How can teachers empower students to really let them know that their voice is heard, that they can change lessons, that they can use these things they're learning and apply it much like you were talking about doing when you get out of high school? I think that the biggest thing in class, at least, is being able to see tangible results from your voice. Not just that you get give this feedback and it goes into a pit and nothing ever happens with it. Because if they see that there is difference that can be made and that their voice is taken into consideration, then it just makes a world of difference for them understanding that if I do share, then there's a chance that I even just me giving my opinion can actually influence something, which means a lot, honestly. And can I give an example of this? Oh, absolutely. It's your show. Right. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so last year on the some part of the student advisory committee to the school committee. And last year during one of the meetings, I was, it was, I was nervous to talk because it was my first year. And I felt that at first when I went up and shared my opinions, the question was about school start times. So I shared my opinion, just thinking, oh, they'll probably take this. And I don't know what like information they'll use from it. I'm just going to say it. And I gave my opinion about how it's affected me personally. And then about a month later, I was invited to join a, a working group to actually help change the start time that you're on. It just made me feel so good that me saying just my opinion at a meeting actually helped to influence adults who I look at as having more power than me, having more knowledge than me. But me as a high schooler, being able to influence any of that just shows me that my opinion does matter and has given me confidence more to reach out to other people or reach out in class and outside of class to just speak up. That's awesome. Now you talked about like you're talking about voice and you mentioned power and knowledge and that whole, that whole perceived relationship between adults and students, which sometimes students, I think personally, sometimes students put a lot of emphasis on that or maybe not enough. 
And sometimes adults put too much emphasis on that or not enough. So in an effort to come together and thinking about the importance of student voice and how educators can make school better for students or more engaging for students, what should school look like for students and teachers? Like if you had, if you have your vision of a school that really works for you and, you know, the friend group that you hang out with and things like that, what would that look like? So in that school, in regards to relationships between students and teachers, I feel that what lacks in many classrooms is the respect that students have for teachers. And I feel that when I was younger, this was emphasized a lot more. But as I've grown older, it's difficult to watch sometimes when students deliberately like disrespect the teacher. And not that it comes from a place of authority, but they should respect them out of the teachers doing their job. They're trying their best to have the students learn. Not just, They're not up there because they want to control you. They're up there because they want you to flourish and learn and do your best. And I feel that in a perfect school, that this balance would be understood because with the respect, but mutual respect, actually, it's teachers respecting students just as important. But this, with this mutual, <laughs> with this mutual respect comes a bond in class where the teachers understand the students, teacher, the students understand the teachers and instances where students might be having a bad day. It's, it's not the end of the world. The teacher understands that and the students will ultimately be able to learn better because they feel that they're being respected, they're giving respect, and it's it's just like a balanced relationship. But also with the respect, it can't go too far where it feels that a student is just best friends with the teacher. Because at the end of the day, this is an adult that's teaching you how whatever class it is. So there has to be some balance between yes they're a authority figure but only to some extent where they should also treat you with respect that's awesome the idea of of leaning so much on respect and just an environment of respect where it's part of the school culture and we wouldn't have some of the issues that we see in schools today and we wouldn't maybe have such a struggle with you know who's got more power or control over over who Supporting your teachers and students seems to be a struggle. They just don't seem to be engaged. You wish they would take more responsibility for their learning and culture of the building, but they just don't seem to be empowered enough to do it. So my question is, have you checked out the book Seeing to Lead yet? It's all about creating a true educational experience where learning, growth, leadership, and community take center stage. Full of strategies and resources, Seeing to Lead is about attaining that goal by employing a model that supports, engages, and empowers all individuals to become leaders themselves. Pick up a copy today at seeingtolead.com. That's S-E-E-I-N-G-T-O-L-E-A-D.com. Remember, you don't become a leader and then decide you need to support and recognize others more than yourself. It is the moment you realize it's about supporting and recognizing others that you become a leader. Seeingtolead.com. So we talked a lot about academics. What role do um, athletics or clubs play? Do you have an opinion on that in engaging students in the school? Definitely. So I have been able to join a variety of 
academics and athletics in school. So I have some sense of a background of different ones. But I think that it's very important. If I were to go to school every day, and then once the, the once the clock hits 1.40, leave right away and just go home, do my homework, and then do the same thing every day, I would feel so disconnected from who the school or what the school actually is and what it represents. I feel that clubs and sports are what make school the place it is. It's, it's more than just education. It's where you form these friendships. It's where you develop new skills outside of just education. And it's where you pick up different character traits, I guess, where you're just growing as a person overall that you wouldn't be able to do in the classroom. So whether it's in school or out of school events, or even just things like working a job, I think that having these outside things is crucial in growing as a person in combination with school. So develop new skills. I heard that when you were explaining that. Can you talk to me a little bit more about that? Like what types of skills do you develop that you you can't in the classroom and, and how are they valuable? Yeah, definitely. So by skills, I really mean like not just like physical skills or educational skills, but social skills as well talking to when you join a club or even a sports team there's a variety of different people that you might not have in your classes or that take different classes and things like that so having the skill to be able to not just talk with them but work with them generally towards a common goal is crucial when preparing you for college preparing you for a job so having these social skills of not only working with them, but also building them up and then accepting them and celebrating their accomplishments, I feel is you can't really find that as much in just the classroom where sometimes things feel very personal and you're just working on your own goals. But outside, it's very much team oriented. And I think that's important. You mentioned you mentioned accepting them and you know, with with everybody talking about how important equity is and inclusion and things like that, sometimes schools have difficulties getting getting the student body engaged in that type of thing or empowering them to or well, I shouldn't say empowering them to letting them be empowered because there are a lot of students who are very vocal about equity and the need for inclusion and things like that. So how can schools do better in that area? How can schools engage students in that or support them with that or even empower them further? Mm, I really like this question because I feel that people, there are, there are a lot of people that have these ideas of equity and they want to share them, especially in a time where there is so much judgment from other classes that kind of scares people away and which is probably the biggest limiting factor in most of these cases. But for me, at least, what really changes that dynamic and allows people to feel empowered is just a few volunteers at first, a few people who take their three seconds of bravery or courage and go out there and demonstrate themselves. And and yeah, they might be embarrassed at first, but having that vulnerability, being able to go out there speaks a lot when in the eyes of those kids that maybe you were scared at first. It's like in a classroom when a teacher asks for an opinion and everybody picks one side regardless. And then one kid goes to the other side and picks the other one. All of a sudden, 
10 other people joined them <laughs> and they had that opinion in the first place. They were just afraid to be the one to stand out. And I think that education on that being the one to stand out is okay. And it's honestly a good thing because there are people following you. There are people with the same opinion that their voice may be overshadowed by the majority or the the more vocal people. But having having some, uh, how do I phrase it? Just having that one spark really is what it takes. And there are so many of those people that are willing to take a step out of the crowd that educating them and under having them understand that where what their role is and that if they they have the ability to inspire others it's important and if they are able to do that then hopefully at least i hope so people will become more accepting of each other and there'll be less judgment towards those that stand out and more encouragement to actually be those people that's fantastic uh it's so well said I was I was going to say um, when I was in the classroom, one of the things I really liked doing is I called it the moment of truth. I'd ask the students to put their heads down or close their eyes, and then I'd ask them to respond to a question or raise their hand, um, so nobody could see how anybody was responding. And then I would ask them when their eyes are open, and the answers would be completely different because there's that concern of being judged, like you had said, or or you know being the one, being too afraid to be the one to stand out and be vulnerable. But that's so powerful and letting other people know that it's okay and that other people agree with them or are or are the same as them. Definitely. I've got one more question for you. When you're thinking okay. about how teachers, leaders can better support, engage, or empower students in school, what's the most important piece of advice you would give to them as they work to do that? So I feel that the the kind of root of this issue starts with students not being able to find their voice for one. And then that leads to them not feeling empowered to that their opinion even matters. And then if a teacher or advisor or whoever kind of brushes over this and doesn't, doesn't even acknowledge it, then this, the student will just continue to spiral and feel that they can never be empowered. So I feel that first just acknowledging in demonstrating somehow that their voice matters and that it's okay to stand out, that that's really important. And that can't always come from an adult. When you look at schools, sometimes a, a teacher can say something and because of the different generational gaps and things like that, the students don't always perceive it the same way. So having students be able to educate Sorry, having teachers being able to educate some students and having them stand as leaders, I feel like can sometimes be a lot more powerful. And doesn't just feel like another presentation in the auditorium or something where a teacher speaks about empowerment, but it's actually one of your classmates that they're taking the risk to stand up on stage and they're probably more apt to be listened to and actually heard by their students because the students can relate more to them. They understand the student talking knows what people are going through at least to some extent and so having a combination of the teachers knowing what to do but not always having the resources to do it and the students wanting to do something but not knowing how to really get their voice across is a perfect combination so just the collaboration between students and teachers i feel like is what will make 
the most change because one can't do it with the other. Fantastic. I, you, you just said so many great things about working together, collaboration between students and teachers and how important it is for teachers to foster that student voice to make sure that, that they can help them be mm-hmm. successful and, and find their own voice. So you've made it to the end. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. No, it, hey, yeah, this is awesome. I, I love that. Yeah, this is uh, this was my pleasure. And I, you know, you talk about it's funny because you talk about the moments of being vulnerable and um, you were the one that took the first step to do this. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I, I love I don't know. I just love talking and answering questions. So any any other time you want me to do this, I would love to. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Dr. C.S. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve and go have a successful week. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.